1: And if you're into a 35 G's, let's just say you do get. Uh, let's just say you were your plans were to rent it, and you were you're only gonna make let's just say $250 on the backside, and you're into a 35 G's. Let's divide that by two by $250. That's 140 months, guys. Divide that by 12. That's 11 years, 11.5 before you're gonna be even. Okay, let's back up. Same example. Let's just say. That you decide well i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna do what we call a subject to wrap i'm gonna take a subject 2 i'm gonna wrap but i gotta pay this due 10 gotta reinstate 10 i got to uh I, you know i i i, I gotta i got um i gotta rehab 10 that's 30 and then the, and the rest of the cost think about this i said this last time and so i always say this when i'm talking about subject two. What if you decide you're going to wrap and the down payment in the area, the average down payment in the area is only 15000 If the average is only 15000 and you're into at 35, where are you at now? You're at 20. And if, let's just say you're only going to collect $300 on the backside. So let's do that. 20 divided by 300. That's 66 months. It's like five years, guys, before you're going to be whole. And keep in mind, if you wrap it and that person doesn't pay, you still gotta pay the underlying lien. What if they destroy the home? What if you gotta foreclose? So you gotta be real careful. You have to, you have to understand that you can't get over leveraged on these properties. So let's, let's back up a little bit now. Let's back up. So let's just say we're looking at this. We modified the properties. We know we can get the 10,000 away. We gotta put 10 into the property, but this guy wants 10. I say, look, Bob, I'm interested in doing this deal, man. But I can't give you $10,000 up front, man. I'll do it, but I can't give you the 10 up front. Now, I'm only going to do this if I want the deal. Your property is about 10 in rehab. There's 10 in read statements that have cost me some money to try to get that worked out. You want 10, I can't do it. I'll tell you what I will do. Let's do a subject two and let's secure your $10,000. With a silent second. What's a silent second? Has anybody ever heard of that? No. Make it make it make it very simple.
0: You gonna put up a second link
1: position? Well, I mean, if I'm gonna create paper, I, I call that. If I'm gonna create paper, then I call that a second, you know, a, a regular second. I'm calling this a silent second.
0: So mm-hmm. I have
1: created. I, we call them sub seconds. I have created sub seconds. And basically what we're doing is we're tying $10,000 to the property on a second loan. And, and, and if I can get away with no, with no interest, I'll do that. And I'll pay him over a period of time. But a the second is we're not recording anything. So I'm going to take that $10,000 and say, how, how what payment can I pay this guy and where I can get this thing paid off, let's just say in 24 months. So in 24 months, I said I do $10,000. Divided by 24 months. So I say, hey, dude, I gave $416 for the next 24 months. Now, if the property, think about this. If the property's making, let's just say $300 or $350, then you're using those funds to pay, his, you're using his own property to pretty much pay his dude off. If you don't want to cough up that 10 Gs, because you may have to put 10 Gs to the property. Now let's back up a little bit. What if you decide to wrap the property the down payment down payments in the area is 15 G's? Did you get your money back? You got your money back, guys. You got your money back. You're making money from the wrap. You're paying, you're using that money. You pay this dude off in 24 months. You're good. How much are you into this deal? How much are you into this deal, guys? Nothing. That's that's the type of stuff that we do. When it comes to uh, creative financing um, and 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 and, uh, and mixing strategies, when you're doing subject twos or or when you're creating reverse uh, reverse wholesale transactions. Okay, guys. Last time I talked for a long time. This time I just really wanted to do is give you guys give you guys a little bit of juice and then give you guys the opportunity to ask me questions. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know the answer. Uh, but uh, but if it's something that I do uh, along the lines of of, of the stuff, stuff that we do, I pretty much can answer your questions. So. That's what I wanted to do today, some Q&A. Give you guys a little bit of information. Anybody have some questions? Bob, what is it, Bob? Hey, thank you very much. Um, So how long have you been doing this? I I missed the, if you told us in the beginning, I apologize. So in 2003, I got into the mortgage business and um, and uh, I ran uh, some mortgage shops, uh, I ran, uh, pretty much did a lot of gubby loans. And so I, did, I dealt with a lot of investors back then. And I was, I did some investments for myself, but I was mainly constructing deals and being real creative at it. When the market tanked, that f- facilitated a lot of private money. So I facilitated a lot of private money for investors. So I was the intermediate, so I was being real creative, putting deals together for people. And then in 2012, because uh, um, I had lost everything 2000, from 2008 to 2010, I lost um, everything I had gained, uh, and, you know, during during the boom. And then I created HPHS, and we just now we do it for ourselves. So I've been, you know, I don't know, man. People ask me this question, and I and I and I, and I want the, the, a big part of me wants to say I've been doing this since 2003, but if I had to say, hey, I've been going 100 for myself, HPHS, I'd have to say 2012. 10 years is still,
2: I mean, that's, that's impressive. And um, so my question is, why would somebody that has, you know, $15,000 to put down fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 put down, take on a 9% interest rate?
1: That's a good question. So you got to keep, you have to keep in mind that there's a lot of people they are not in a position to get a, a, a loan with a bank. And 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 so you guys as investors, you have to be real careful who you uh who you sell to. So let's 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 talk about that for a second. That's a really good question. I get a lot of individuals and I've sold a lot of properties to individuals who somehow or another come up with 10 or 15 20 Gs. And 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 it's real easy to be like, I'm gonna sell to them. As the years go by and you do a lot of deals, you figure out you got to pick and choose who you want to accept that 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 G's from. Because did they earn that money? And and do they have the funds to go forward? Or did they get that money from the govy? Or did their mama leave that money? And then they're going to be paying you late every single month. That's the first thing. The second thing is, here at HPHS, I deal with a lot of foreign nationals. A lot of individuals who come from Mexico and they're like, uh, man, it's pretty much like a referral thing now. Like I can I can email some of them and say, hey, we're we're getting you home here, you know, on the north side of San Antonio. These are the numbers. We sent all the photos and they got somebody back in Mexico that wants to move here and buy a home. You have to you have to keep in mind that they can buy even if they don't have uh, um, even if they don't have residency, they don't have a U.S. US citizen. They can buy with a green card, brother. Anybody can buy. You just gotta have the right attorney to draw up the paperwork. And the reason I love to sell to them is one, they always pay on time, bro. They always pay on time. Um, it just, I don't know. For us, our experience, we went through the COVID, we had one person, we had 89 properties at a time. We just had one bad low. But the majority of our people that are foreign nationals, they always pay on time. Now, what I'm about to say may sound cruel. But I like to be a realist. I like to be realistic and I don't like to pull punches. And I could say that maybe foreign nationals have a little more respect for their money. Maybe. I don't know. We kind of have it like an entitlement society here in the United States. Maybe that's it. You know, that's why everybody pays late. But I think what it is, is that where are they going to go, man, if they don't pay if they don't pay and I gotta I gotta and I gotta and I gotta go uh, legal with them, do they really wanna go to court? I mean I'm I'm just being realistic with you guys. I mean, do I do I target them because of that? No. We like to sell to foreign nationals because they always pay. That's just the main reason. But uh they 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 to them a nine percent nine percent here is all good because in, in Mexico, that shit could be 16, 17, 20. percent You see what I'm saying? So, you know, just a little food for thought, brother. And, and, and look, there's Americans that'll pay 9% all day long because they can't get a loan. Uh, if you wanted to target other people, if you wanted to target Americans, for example, I target individuals who have cash businesses, like like, uh, like people that work, they have their own businesses, like like accountants, uh, like uh, uh, repo man, um, you know, people that have their own, uh, their own mechanic shop, you know, people like that that have been in business for a while a lot of these individuals are writing a lot of stuff off. They can't go get a loan, but they have money to pay every single month. So, just FYI, man, um, be real careful who you who you own or finance uh, or even rent to. So, did I answer your question, Bob? Yes, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Anybody else? Yeah, I got a question. Um, Who's this? You, uh, this is Wayne. Wayne, what's up, Wayne? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. Tell, well, tell me what's on your mind, buddy. Um, when you go to
3: subject two, and um, all paperwork is going through the financial, financial institution, how, how much of the due on sale clause, like, like percentage-wise, how much do you come across that?
1: So first, when it, you know, whenever I'm looking at a subject two, I want to, like for example, we're doing one right now. Give me a second. Ariel! Ariel! Hold on, guys. Okay, Ariel, I want to ask you a question. I'm live. Okay, come on, guys. We're gonna show you a little treat here. This is Ariel, one of my top guys here. So we're doing a deal right now in uh, in uh seeking right? Yes, sir. Okay, what did I ask you for? What did I ask you to get? Uh, reinstatement, mortgage statements, uh, and remaining balance of remaining balance. And what did you get for me? Everything that you need. How far? How far behind is she? Uh, so she's a year behind. Her payment's are around twelve hundred per month. So give or take, she's probably behind in total around fifteen to fifteen thousand. Okay. Uh, she has a remaining balance
0: of around one seventy. Um,
1: For a new home, right?
0: For a new home built in twelve seventeen, it is a FHA loan, thirty year note, uh, with three point eight seven five interest rate. And we're good. And it seems like it's a pretty good deal so far.
1: Okay, man. Okay, get the photos, we're gonna write it up. Guys, remember I just told you about that one? I brought him over here, he was not in my office. Guys, so I, 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 I don't need to validate, but I like you guys to see. When I'm teaching, I like people to see real action, right? So there's one of my young guys here, man. He's, we're gonna take down this subject too. I already know I want it. It sits on a half acre. Property was built in 2017. I love new homes. I love new homes. I, I'd rather have a new home. I'd rather have a new home. I'm getting an echo, guys. I'm getting an echo, guys. But I'd rather have but, a new home. Um, One day out the gate, they got, let's the, just say they got the loan tomorrow, yesterday. I love that home, no equity. And we can talk about that another time. Why? I, I don't care about equity. What I care about is the home new. Do I got to rehab it? What's my cost into it? So for example, this particular property, uh, what I asked for is the documents. I want to see what type of loan it is. I want to see it's an FHA. Now, that doesn't mean I'm gonna call the lender. I'm not gonna call the lender. I don't have to call the lender. All I need from the lender is the the reinstatement. If the reinstatement is 15,000, then what I wanna do is I'm gonna get a POA from the lady and I'm I'm gonna get that deal, I'm gonna get it to the resolution department and I'm gonna try to negotiate a modification. If I can modify that 15 Gs, then I'm gonna take that property subject to the existing financing And because I want to hold that property long term, I'm going to push that, I'm going to have her push that deal into a trust. She's going to make me the the, the trustee and she's going to assign the beneficiary rights to the trust to my LLC. So now my LLC owns the trust that owns the property. And I'm the trustee that gets to make decisions. The reason I put it into a trust, and keep in mind, guys, a lot of people argue about this, some big time gurus that argue about trust, LLC. Let me just tell you, let me break this down to you. I say it all the time I talk about this. If you have not done a lot of subject twos and you have no experience with sub two, and if you're talking to an attorney that tells you it should be trust, it should be sub two, you know what I say? How many do you own? I get it, man. You can write paper all day long, depending what type, of, what side of the table you're, you're on, you're gonna say the other side's wrong. But how many do you own? How many lenders have you dealt with? How many insurance companies have you dealt with? How many bankruptcies have you dealt with? How many foreclosures have you dealt with? How many do on sales have you dealt with? If you don't know, you don't know because you haven't done it. So when you've done it a lot of times, you know this, if you push a deal into an LLC and you get a POA, and that individual dies. That POA is no good, guys. That individual gets lost on you 10 years from now. And you're trying to sell the property for some ungodly reason. The title some the title company saying, hey, we need to verify this POA for this dude. And you can't find him. Guess what? Where are you going to be at on that? Dealing with his heirs? So we only put properties into LLCs when we're doing short-term transactions up to three years. And if we're going to go long, we're gonna put them into trust because I've become the trustee. As a trustee, the trust don't die. So it doesn't matter whether the PA goes away. Now to answer your question, Wayne, on the on the do on sale, do on sale don't scare me one bit, man. I've had two calls on me, I won't go into them why, unless you guys want me to, but it don't bother me, man. You gotta make sure the payments are being made. Um, um, look, you, whether you're going into a trust, your name or an LLC, the the risk is the same for all three, man. But what I like, what I like with being in a trust is that I've had lenders send us the um, acceleration clause and I'll call them and, and I'll s- submit the trust documents and I'll be like, what and I'm real aggressive, guys. I'm not passive at all. I'm like, what is what's the issue here? Well, we see the deed change. I get it, man. What's the issue? Well, the the owner change, I, I get it. What's the issue? What are you talking about? Do you realize that the owner can create estate planning. You have to understand the people you're talking to, that are listening, they are talking to you. Nine times out of ten, they they are they, making decisions, man, or a manager's making decisions. They don't they don't understand that that they need to, what they need to ask. They need to ask. Well, has has the owner of the property signed off their rights to the, to, the tr- to the trust? They never ask. They don't know. But as a trustee, what I tell them is, look, X Y Z person is indisposed has chose to put the property in trust. We're administering the trust so the payment can be made. What's the problem? And and I've, I've gotten to back down every single time. And guys, as long as you're making the payments on time, you shouldn't have a problem with, with, uh, with a lender, man. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and guarantee that it won't happen. We got two, two deals uh, accelerated on us back in 2017. Um, 2017 we just paid them. But uh, but we've had a lot of experience then dealing with the do-on sell, and uh, and even dealing with a do-on sell where we wrapped the property out of a trust, and uh, and the lender got really 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 uh I mean they 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 wouldn't get off the, the acceleration clause. So what I did is I just undid the tr- I just did a, undid the wrap and I put it back into the trust, and then and then uh, and then and then I had my attorney contact them and, and explain to me why they were going to foreclose on the trust. That's actually made for the original owner. Remember, we don't tell them that they've signed over the beneficiary register. That's none of their business. Um, So, you know, brother, as long as you're making the payments, you know, like I said, I can't, don't don't take, you know, don't don't take this to heart because it could happen. Anything could happen. But I mean, we own a lot of these things, man. And, and, um, you know, I've had two called on me. The only two that I've ever had called on me were in LLCs. And and we had them over five years. So I just, you know, I've had a lot of experience. I I just feel that if if you're gonna go short-term, put them in LLCs, it's much easier to sell. If you're gonna go long-term, put them into trust. Hope that made sense, guys. Uh, Any other questions? Uh, Wayne, did I answer your question? Absolutely. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah. Who else has a question?
0: I got a question,
1: Uncle Charles. Who is so, this? Uh, this is Cecil Perkins. Cecil, so um, what's up, man? How you doing?
2: Good, bro. I'm good. Um I my situation right now is I'm trying to get into a multifamily. Mm-hmm. I want a house hack. And I'm thinking about taking a lot of equity out of my current household. Um just to get in the property quicker. But I'm thinking, should I, instead of go the conventional route, maybe just look for a sub two, and hope I find something that way, or
1: do the cash out refi. So look, I mean, money in hand is always going to be better than money than money tied up, right? We all know this, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, one of the biggest players in the business talks about this all the time. We all can anybody guess who that is? Who's, who says that all the time, Uncle Grant? Right, <laughs> Uncle G. Okay, oh, cash is king, man. But here's the thing, man. Brother, you can pick up if you want to target multifamily, because that's that's we do that here. If you want to test this out, get a get a get a uh, temporary account with Me. A what? Get a temporary temporary account with Me. Okay. Multifamily apartment complexes, you know. And pull up all the complexes. And, 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 you know, if you want to go to your city or the whole state, anything from 10 to 80 units. Skip trace that thing. And uh, if you don't have a, someone that can skip trace LLCs, hit me up. I got somebody that can skip trace LLCs pretty good. And start hitting them up. We have. Various uh, uh, three plexes, four plexes, ten plexes, a um, uh, few eighteen plexes. You know, you know, sixteen, eighteen plexes. All subject to man. All subject to all. We did was find individuals who were in a bad spot. People, pe- just because people own multiplexes or apartment complexes or commercial built commercial, doesn't mean they don't that, that, that doesn't mean they don't have the same problems as we do. Everybody has the same problems, and you can find individuals. Who are either behind on taxes, going through divorces, going through uh, dismissed bankruptcies, um, you can find these individuals who are willing to give up these properties. Like for example, we got a real nice one last year, making us really good money, man. We I, just in the gate, we had seventy-five thousand equity. The guy, uh, his wife moved to Arizona. The guy got hooked on drugs. She wouldn't take him back. She didn't want anything to do with the, with the, with the complex, and he just gave it up, man. You just gave it up with tenants and all we took it over subject two. and out the gate 75 G's in equity bro that's that's probably one of our best fourplex we've ever done so should you pull money out I think you should you should you should have cash in hand but I think that uh you could do a lot more finding uh, finding individuals that are willing to uh, give up properties you subject to now for example last you, you don't have to always do subject to. You know, for example, uh, and let me back up. You can only do subject two if they have a loan. Um, last last week, we closed on a deal on Corpus Christi is another fourplex. And that lady didn't have a loan. She was free and clear. Now, her property is probably worth about 200000 But I said, Aggie, $225,000. $25,000 more than what you want. But this is what I need. I need 120 months to pay you. Okay, I need 120 months to pay you. I amortized at a at a at a 180 months, 15 year 15 year amortization. That gave me enough money to pay her down quickly, and I gave myself 10 years for the property to appreciate. What I did is I took an average, uh, excluding the COVID year, of what that property was appreciating. Now it's not in the best area in Corpus Christi, so it's appreciating very little, but in 10 years that thing will double in appreciation. And because I'm negotiating payment, I never negotiate rate, I never talk about rate. All my payments to her are hitting the principal. Are hitting the principal, buddy. So so I already know that in 120 months, this thing's gonna be, this thing, I, I would have made a huge dent in it. I would have cash flowed these 10 years, right? And in 10 years, I already know, Either I'm gonna sell that thing to someone else or I'm just gonna do a refi on it and pull out and pull out, you know, pay the balloon off and and uh and and uh and cash cash flow some money. Most likely I'll have 40, 50% equity in the deal. So you don't always have to put money into a deal, bro. You know how much money I have in that deal? Zero. We, we don't have nothing in, in that deal. I just gave her what she wanted. I gave her twenty five thousand dollars above what she asked for, Twenty five thousand dollars above what the property's worth. Nobody would do it. And what she wanted, she just, that sounded a lot better to her. But to me, the 25 Gs, that's not, I didn't care about that because I got the term that I wanted. If I can get the term that I want, you can do almost any deal. Let's just say she would have said, Charles, I need, uh, I need, uh, uh, I need an interest rate. Well, first of all, she would have said that to me. I would have, I, I would have been dumbfounded. and I would have been, um, I don't understand what do you mean. Well, I need an interest rate. I don't understand. I mean, I'm not asking you for a loan. I mean, are you going to give me money? Because that's not what I'm, I'm giving you what you want. And I'm asking you to do the deal, this deal together so you can get what you want and get what I want. You see, you see guys, that's how you get out of paying interest. How did I get out of paying a down payment? Well, this is what I say. Now, this doesn't always work. Okay, see, so if I, I, get it, man. You want twenty thousand? I understand, but I'm not gonna live in the property. I'm not, I'm not asking for that kind of help, bro. I'm not gonna move. It. I'm an investor. You're an investor, pretty much, because you're you're trying to do an investment type deal. I'm trying to give you what you want. I'm giving you more than what you want. But if I give you twenty right now, you gotta give me credit. And if we're doing this deal at two twenty-five, you're gonna do another two hundred five. That means you gave me credit, and I can't do this deal because I need that twenty to put into this property. And this property where you're not putting 20, i want to put money into your property. So why don't you keep the 20 so we can do a full note at 225, right? So you're not giving me credit for nothing. And I'm still going to put the 20 into your property. You see? And most people are like, huh, that makes sense. Why? Because most people are greedy. They don't want to give me credit. They want to keep the whole thing. So to answer your question, man, when I'm talking, I'm always throwing nuggets. Hopefully uh, that stuff helps you guys. But but uh see to answer your question, man. Yes, I would pull some money out. Uh money in hand is always is always gonna be better than money locked up. But uh you don't you know at the end of the day, if you find the deals, if you find the right deals, man, uh the money that you're gonna have in hand is gonna help you do those deals a lot easier. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um I guess um I'm more thinking speed. I'm I'm in San Antonio like you and I see the prices going up rapidly and i want to get in earlier better than later as well i was thinking yeah I'd do the conventional but um
1: I mean, you could i mean look man i i won't say his name but the other day when we had the association meeting a young man that, that uh that i haven't seen in a long time he, he he came he came he came and i did his first deal when i was a lender he got a fourplex he moved into one of them and he got a I got him a loan and then he rented out the other three. Now he lives somewhere else and, and the, the thing's fully uh, rented out. But, I mean, you could do stuff like that, man. But like, like myself, you know, we run a lot of paper through here. And, uh, you know, my credit scores, if I was going to get a loan, they fluctuate between 680 and 725, 680, 725, depending on what I want to put on my credit. But my, my problem is this, man. I, I don't have the time, like me, I don't have the time to show a lender where all my money's coming from. You know, um, I've done loans, I know how long that should take. So so I don't focus on getting traditional loans. Uh, if that's what you're looking to do, I don't I don't I don't have nothing against it. I think I think if you can get a traditional loan, you should go that route. My focus is can I find individuals that have issues that are willing to uh, do the deal that I want. And they're willing to do the, the deal that I want, and I can do or get close to the deal they want, then that's more, that's even better. I don't have we own almost hundred properties here, so I don't have one loan in my name, but one, which is my uh, primary mortgage. But I don't have one loan in my name. Is they're all in trust? Some of them are in LLCs. We have deals in Killeen, in Gatesville, in, in, uh, in El Paso, Laredo, Corpus, um, uh, Houston. You're gonna find deals everywhere. So especially because you're already in the business, um, you're gonna find deals. Maybe, maybe San Antonio is not the place. Right now we're from San Antonio, but most of our deals are not done in San Antonio. Most of our deals, are done in Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Florida, you know, uh, um, because, you know, it's getting a little, it's getting a little tight here in San Antonio. Right, right. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense and that helps. Uncle Trials, appreciate that.
2: For sure.
1: Look up me, man. Reonomy. Uh, get, get, get a, get a temp, get a, get a, get a, you can do um, what they call those temporary, temporary um, um, access. And pull a lot of information. Actually, it's expensive. I think it's like $3,000 a month. Sometimes I get it for a year. Um, but but if anything, man, you guys got a good community here. You get about four, five, six of you guys together, man. Everybody throw a nut at that thing. Now you got access, and then everybody gets access. You get access Monday. He gets access Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And now everybody's pulling lists. Guess what? You just shared the cost for that awesome program. Grounding is awesome, man. You know, it, it, we're, we're pulling data for, for, uh, for, um, apartment complexes we we have we have a pretty good understanding with them so i can just call them and pay them a fee and they'll give me access but um but uh if you guys want to get access to that i I would put a few guys together and do that man because it's it's a really strong strong program man, for multifamily but you get all the data that's what i'm trying to say you get the owner's names the llc's it gives you everything anybody else question
3: yeah if you have time i wanted to ask well, I'm kind of working the subject to deal. Well, I was working with it, me and my partner, but we just didn't really know how to work it. Uh we st- I still talk to the seller here and there. Um, is there a way that I could contact you to so where we could like talk more on the deal?
1: Yeah, so um I uh I do uh I do, do my best to help out, you know, uh, people uh, that he helped with with uh with deals. Keep in mind. When I talk, I talk real fast. And usually if I'm on the phone with somebody, it's really, really quick. You know, I'm like, let's, you know, uh, so I don't have a problem. The reason for that, that is I run a big operation here and we run uh, at any given time, there's like 80 contracts going through this, through this office. It doesn't mean we're closing 80 contracts uh, uh, um, a month, but what we have in the pipeline constantly, an average of 80, you know, 70, 80 contracts. So really, really always busy. Um, I will ask you a question real quick, maybe we can, we can uh, help you right here real quick what what is the issue with the property so the quick questions is what's the balance what's the reinstatement what type of loan is it um and what's the age of the home
3: oh uh, well it's a seller finance so it's free and clear
1: okay so that's not a subject to
3: yeah it's not a subject to no
1: no subject to is when there's a there's a, with the loan. a mortgage on it a loan on it and you're yes, so seller financing, so we're pretty clear. So let's talk about that. What's the ARV on that property?
3: Uh the ARV is I would say it's kind of hard to comp it there because most of the, the properties like it has already been converted to condominiums. It's in Ocean City, New Jersey. So it's like a real hot rental market. It's like three blocks from the boardwalk. It's a beach. Um it's like mm-hmm. roller coasters, a lot of amenities there. Is this the a place- property.
1: Can you convert this one also?
3: Yeah, you you can convert it. He he was saying one of the the buyers wanted to convert it. One of the buyers that was interested in it. um, It's eight units. I say if you convert it, you could get two, maybe three condos out of it. And then the condos in the area are going for one to $2 million. He wants 1.6 for the property. So
1: it's eight units. So First of all, let me ask you a question now. Are, are the units are the units uh are they um are they are they are they filled you know do, do, do they have tenants
3: yeah, i actually went to the property uh there's three of the units that are vacant so that's five of them occupied and he's having uh payment issues with the property
1: mm. i see now let me so let me ask you another question now Are, they, are, they, are they, is he running these eight units like uh like, like an aplex or is he running them individually
3: He's running it like a uh, eight, eight plex. Yes.
1: Cool. So, you know, comping out um, a multi-unit property is a little bit different than comping out a uh, single single-family single one to four. I'd be interested in talking to you offline if you if you're if you're interested. Um, yes. I, I need a lot more data from you. They, um it take too much time. To just do it here, but right. I need a little more data. Um so so my my um my email is Charles at hbhs.com. Hbhs. So you can send me an email, send me your number, and I'll schedule a time to uh just go over it. I'll do my best to help you. Um I know I don't do deals in New Jersey, okay, but 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 I have a few friends of mine that, that deal in that area. Um maybe I can push push you that way and you you can hook up with somebody that can that can help you, but I'll definitely um, point pointing in the right direction on how to come up with some numbers for that.
3: Okay, cool. And just to just to confirm, it was charles at hbhs.com, right?
1: Yeah, Hotel Bravo,
0: Hotel Sierra.
3: Got it. Got it, perfect. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, guys, when you're creating, when you're doing creative financing, a lot of people sometimes ask me, how do you find this? You don't, you have to, They. you have to create them. You have to identify them. So when my guys are in here calling lists, or they're, they're, they're calling SMS responses or PPC, they're, 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 they're looking for wholesale deals or hotel deals. But at the same time, they're identifying possible subject twos or possible creative finance deals. And for me, a creative finance deal is a deal that, that you put together that nobody wants to fund or nobody wants to buy. And, and what does that mean? I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a deal where the where ARV is three hundred thousand and the person wants two seventy. Who's gonna pay for the selling costs? Who's gonna pay for the even if the property's in great condition? Who's gonna pay for the light rehab? So what do you do with that? If the deal is functional and, and it can make money now, in other words, you can rent it out, or Airbnb it, or whatever, then you can get you can create a deal around that, guys, and make good money as long as you get the term that you want. Um, that's, that's a whole other subject, but what I'm trying to tell you is that you just don't find creative finance deals. You have to identify them and then, and then start putting them together. Any other questions, anybody? I got one last question. So, um, I'm knocking on
2: pre-foreclosures right now. And I, I know it's a real sensitive situation for them and they're overwhelmed. They're. During a messed up mind state, what are you guys saying if you have, have ever said it um, when knocking on the pre foreclosures when
1: auctions maybe two weeks away? So, man, that's a really good question, man. So, Mike and I, we used to knock on doors a lot. I haven't knocked on doors in fucking years, man. Excuse my language, guys. Um, but we used to knock on doors all the time, you know, and, and, uh, and that was like a weekly ritual three to four times a week, we'd be out there. And it's like this, guys. And I come from that foreclosure era where everybody was getting foreclosed and there was a lot of modifications going on. I come from that. And nine times out of 10, somebody was either telling me, I already took care of it. Or they were telling me, I'm I'm doing a modification. So here we go. I'm going to give you the skit, ready? I haven't used the skit in a long time, but here it is. Hello, may I speak to uh, Cecil? You say, hi. Hey Cecil, my name is Charles Hernandez. I'm with Homebuying Home Selling Solutions. Now think about that. What did I just say? That's our company name. Home Buying Home Selling Solutions. He already knows that I buy and I sell and I provide solutions. That's why I named the company and Home, Home Selling Solutions. So let me do it again. Hi, my name's Charles. I'm with Homebine Home Selling Solutions. Hey, look Cecil. I get it. I don't wanna I don't wanna bother your day here, but I'm not sure if you know this, man. But your property is on some type of list here at the courthouse. And uh I come out really and I just talk to homeowners that find themselves behind on taxes or whatnot. And man, I'm always trying to fight with the lenders and the county, you know, always trying to foreclose on people. I'm not sure if you're in that situation, but the reason I came out here to talk to you is because I'm actually interested in properties in the area and I like to come out to talk to people before these lenders get so aggressive with, with homeowners. So what I did there is I painted the bad guys, the bad guys is the County and the lenders. I didn't really tell them that I knew he was in foreclosure. I kind of just said, Hey, look, I just want to help. Right now, most of the time they'd say, I already took care of that. And then I'd say, man, that's great, man. That's awesome. Did, Did you, we, did you talk to the resolutions department at the bank? Oh, the only reason I'm asking, buddy, is because a lot of times people tell me this, man. They still get they they still get drama with the lender. Some people get foreclosed, man. Did you get did you get into a modification or something? Yeah, I'm modifying. That's awesome, man. Did the lender for did the lender issue a letter of resolution to you? And then they say, "Well, what's that?" Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't give it to you. Well, look, let me explain. You got a few minutes, brother. Let me explain something to you. Look. You have to know what's going on with these lenders, man. They got CSR, they got resolution department, they got the service department, they got the foreclosure department. And that foreclosure department, they've already they usually have contracted an attorney outside of their system. And that train is moving. If you can't get the resolution department to get your letter of decision to stop the foreclosure, man, that train is still moving. brother. and I'm not sure if your foreclosure. I'm just saying. The only reason somebody will get into modifications is probably because they're having a little bit of trouble with the lender, but I'm willing to help you. If you want, hey, by the way, have you gotten the letter ring statement yet? Well, what's that? And then I explain the letter ring statement. And then I say, look, like, I tell you what, man, let me just, let's sit down, man. Let's call the lender, man. Let me, let me help you, man. And, then, and most of the time, we sit down with the homeowner, I'm on the phone with the lender, and then I'm talking to the lender. I'm asking all the right questions. I'm asking, where are we on this loan? How far behind is he? Is is, is the foreclosure still moving as the resolution department stopped the foreclosure and they're listening to other stuff. I didn't even talk about subject two. I hadn't even talked about buying the property. What I'm talking about is how can I help you, man? I'm letting them listen to what's going on. Now they said, for example, I already filed a modification. Oh, that's awesome, man. Hey, did you get the letter of precision yet? That's important. You know what that is, right? Uh, no. You see, guys, by by knowing information um, and and being able to be I'm not I'm not trying to overcome his objection. What I'm trying to do is give him information that he doesn't have um, that will help him moving forward, um, moving forward. Now, sometimes you end up helping the people and that's good. Sometimes we get on the phone. The bank is like, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and issue a letter of decision to stop the stop the stop the foreclosure. And that's great, man. And then sometimes what ends up happening, those same people get into the same problem. And guess who they're going to call? They're going to call you. So uh, to answer your question, that's pretty much the skit that we used to use, man, when, uh, when we're door knocking, especially on foreclosures. That's, that's the skit that we use, brother. Okay. And it's either one of those two things. I already took care of it. Oh, did you get a modification? And then, hey, did you stop the foreclosure? Because you realize, you know, hey, did you get the letter brief statement? Or if they said I filed for modification, okay. Did you get the letter of resumption? I was, so so you're basically giving them information. Hey, and you said letter of resumption, R E S. I I always pronounce the word wrong. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> send me a send me a message on uh, on on messenger, and I'm gonna get you the name of the, the correct the correct spelling of the of that of gotcha. that. Would need to be asking uh, the resolution department. Cool. I uh, appreciate that. I will suggest to all you guys this is I would suggest you get familiar with modifying properties. Um, I I posted not too long ago that I recently, I recently uh, modified a few properties for some people just to help them. I didn't get the deal, but what, what I wanted, the reason I did it and I put it out there on Facebook, I said, Hey, somebody needs help modifying, please hit me up. What I wanted to see was the different programs. I wanted to see what FHA was doing. I wanted to get on the phone with the, with a lender who's modifying VA loans. I wanted to get a loan on, on, on the phone with lenders that are modifying FHA loans. I wanted to see what they were talking about, what they're doing, because I already know that when these foreclosures start coming up, I don't want to pay you no know, $18,000 reinstatements. I want to modify properties. So I want to modify these loans so that I can drop the interest rates, extend the terms, push, push the reinstatement to the back. And if I can get into that deal with nothing out of my pocket, then most likely what I'm gonna do is not wrap those properties. Most likely I will rent or Airbnb those properties if they're in good areas. Why? Because this guys, if you wrap properties, you lose the appreciation. But if you rent or Airbnb properties and you hold them for 10 years, then you capture all the appreciation. So little things little things. I'm sure you guys know already, but I'm just throwing them at you. Get familiar with learning how to modify properties and the different modification programs for FHA, VA, FHA, VA, conventional, and uh, and USDA loans, guys. Anybody else? No? You can ask me anything, guys. We do a lot of deals here. Hey,
3: I just wanted to say, man, it's fire content, man, and you're just touching the, the surface of it. So I appreciate you, man, and um, thank you, man.
1: I appreciate you guys. Hey, guys. Um. With uh, Anthony's permission and stuff, I ain't no way um, ever trying to sell anybody in our uh, stuff that we do. But if you guys are interested in anything that we uh, that, that we're talking about, we have this private group called Alliance, and Alliance is where we do a lot of these. We drop a lot of stuff, guys, a lot of stuff, and we drop a lot of knowledge in there. And if you guys are interested in that, uh, you know you definitely. You definitely might want to join that. I'll give you a little taste right now if you guys want. Let me show you real quick. So I recently posted this in Alliance. Let me show you here. So this right here, I did a creative breakdown. As you can see here, it goes on and on and on. It talks about why you would consider, here's some of the people here. Um, it talks about why you would want to do a, um, a sub two versus a wrap or why you'd put credit finance two together, what to look for. Like, for example, like on this deal, uh, I'll just break it down to you real quick. A lady asked on another credit financing uh, platform, uh, she was talking about the owner had a 1-2-75 with an with $1,800 uh, rent payment. And so, of course, that's not enough information. So what I put on here was like, man, in my mind, guys, this is what goes through my mind. That's what I'm telling my people here. This is what goes through my mind when I'm talking when I'm looking at a deal. Now, all this happens quick, guys. It's happening quick. I'm at, and we're moving quick. Like for example, the first thing I'm asking is if I'm gonna ask the owner is, is there a loan? I'm asked, I'm looking, what's the RV? What's the condition of the property? What is the estimate of the rehab? What is what is is the home functional or not? Can we make money now? Is the home rentable? Can we uh again, can we make money now? Um you know, how long are we going to be down if we can't if we can't make money? What is the holding cost? What are the rental comps? Will the rents cover the PITI? Will I have an ROI? Can I turn this into Airbnb? And it goes on. These are the stuff that's going through my mind. For example, uh, are there any big box stores around? You know, uh, why is that important? It's important because if I want to wrap the property in the future. I want to make sure that you know that's what families are looking for. They're looking for good schools. They're looking for no crime. They're looking for big box stores around the area. You know, if, if for example, like right here, is a property in the flood zone? If I'm buying near Corpus Christi, do I need windstorm? Think hurricanes. If I'm buying in Cali, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a property over there, think earthquakes. What kind of insurance do I need? If I'm buying by the Mississippi, think floods. If I'm buying in Hurricane Alley, think tornadoes. You gotta think about a lot of stuff, guys. Are there any leaves, HOAs? Are there any heirs? Was there a probate? How many heirs how do I gotta track down? So, this is the type of stuff that we go over. With, uh, with individuals um, when they're getting into trying to do uh, a portfolio, whether they're trying to portfolio uh, through credit financing, through traditional financing, through private financing or through subject to and whatnot. If you guys are interested in that, I, I invite you to check us out. And that is uh, Alliance. You can take a screenshot if you guys want. And um, that's what we do in there, guys. Any questions? Everybody good? Okay, guys, share share the details of the private Facebook group, please. What's that, bro? Share the details of the private Facebook group
3: that you said alliance.
1: So this is not actually a big. This is is another platform called Band. And in the band, what we do is link right here. Uh, alliance thing. what we do in there is we go in there every single every single week and it's either me or Mike, myself or Mike, and we spend an hour, an hour and a half, and we just drop knowledge on particular subjects, you know, uh, when it comes to what we do. Now we also have a lot of a lot of information in there that people can watch and download and watch videos. And we also uh you know it's much like what you guys do here. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our group, and I'm here with the Hive to share some of the stuff that we do. And if I can help you guys do deals, then great, you know. Oh, we're good? I got one more question. Oh, I
2: got you. No. Um, What's the question? Hey, you told me you were really good at locating LLC owners. Yeah. So you kind of specialize in that. Can you elaborate on that? how
1: so okay so I there's many ways to do it um when I pull a list of LLCs, I I use I use somebody from 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 overseas that that skip trace all this stuff so they will get us all the data now I I have access to LexisNexis and TLO so me finding somebody is going to be a lot easier than someone else so yeah it's, it's i mean that's, those tools are those tools are very uh, those tools are i mean something that I mean if you're trying trying to find people you you can't really uh you're not, it's it's going to be hard for someone to compete when they're trying to use open corpse or you know the sos entity or or stuff like that you know when you when you have access to those type of systems you can pretty much find people pretty quickly now i don't abuse those systems a lot of people use those systems they run a lot of data a lot of data and they get they get they get discontinued we only we only we we, we try to keep it at a minimum man we run maybe combined on both systems maybe twenty twenty five searches and we're real particular in what we do so that's that's how we find a lot of these problems. i mean you could use other software but that's how we find you know the, you know the credit bureaus use LexisNexis to verify to verify uh, their information. So just to give you an example, you can, per- you can pretty much find anything, anybody. Okay. Gotcha. Guys, right, so any other questions? No? Okay. Hey, Charlie,
3: how often are we gonna uh, uh, do these calls with you guys?
1: Um, I'm not sure I'll get with Frank, you know, I mean, um, I'll, I'll talk to Frank and he can get with you. And, uh, but you know, when I do come on, just know that I'll, I'll do my best to always drop, drop as much, uh, fire as I can.
3: Yeah, man. Awesome. We appreciate it, man. I just don't want you to feel like you have to cut short. You know, I know everybody's super busy, especially you, but if you ever have a little bit extra time man, just feel free.
1: I, I I get it, man. The other day I went kind of crazy on stuff, but yeah, I, I got, I got, uh, get back to the, I gotta get back to the hustle, the hustle zone here. We call it the hustle zone. We have a, <laughs> we have a. You've been here to my office, bro. It,
3: yeah, and, beautiful. Yeah, so
1: we got we got quite a few guys popping deals today. So I gotta get back in the trenches.
3: Boom! You're always working, man.
1: I love what I do, man. So, um, okay, right, guys. You guys, don't you guys, don't got no questions. Alejandro, what's up? You guys don't got no questions. I'm gonna call it one. I'm gonna call it. Everybody good?
3: Appreciate All you, right, yeah. Charles. Thank you, Talk man. To you later. We appreciate you, brother. See you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35-plus list types to choose from, and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the Skip Trace List and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1ListGuys.com. That's www.TheNumberOneListGuys.com. one